Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the Hipster Mom podcast. If you're a first-time listener to the show, I personally want to say welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you will find something useful, enlightening, or entertaining on this podcast. Before we begin the episode, I'm super excited to announce that I am officially a college graduate. I am super happy about it, and I graduated cum laude, which to me is a huge honor and very much of a big accomplishment because of the fact that I had to deal with not only taking care of a child, but also taking care of a dog, a husband, and a house on top of all of that. But anyway, um, today's episode is going to be all about my college graduation and the prep that it took leading up to that day. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. First, let's begin with the events leading up to Saturday, December 14th, which was my college graduation day. And I know that I'm kind of late posting this, and I had every intention on posting this episode like a week or so ago. But you know how the holidays are. Once you get on a roll with the holidays and celebrating Christmas, it's like everything just kind of gets put on the back burner. But anyway, I had a final exam in social psychology on December 9th, which was on a Monday, and that lasted for about an hour and 15 minutes, even though the slot time was from 10.15 a.m. till 12.15 p.m. So after I was done with my class, I went to a study area in the college and I was working on some emails as well as responding to uh, potential employers. I was also on the hunt for some jobs in my respected field as well. And once I had completed all of those little uh, minor things, uh, I worked on revising my final paper for my research class, which is a social research class. I had to put together a final research design for my final paper, as this was a part of my literature review project. I'm going to say it right now that I am amazed with how much information actually goes into constructing the ideal research design that's going to work for a particular study. The topic that our professor wanted us to focus on throughout the semester was financial stress among college students, but then we got to pick uh, the topic that we wanted to cover. So I chose to focus on single mothers in college as I feel that while this population is overrepresented at colleges, they're still an underserved population. And our professor wanted us to use practical research when it came to the selection of the colleges that we wanted to admit surveys to, but she also wanted to see that we were using the research skills that we adapted from the class as well. I ended up choosing a stratified sampling technique as this was a hard to reach population. And if there are any research students that might be listening to this episode, then they may know exactly what I'm talking about. A stratified sampling technique is ideal as it's more cost effective as you can sample a population over and over until it meets the criteria that you're looking for when it comes to the characteristics of a study population or the population that you're interested in studying. All I know is that I must have submitted a decently revised paper because when I checked my final grades for the fall semester, I received a B plus in social research. I'm super happy with the fact that I passed all my classes with two B pluses as well as two Bs. I mean, those may not seem like high grades, but when you're a busy mom like myself, then you'll see that these grades are a godsend. Anyway, I submitted the paper on Wednesday, December 11th at 1128 AM, and the deadline was at noon on that day. And I submitted it a little over a half hour before it was due. I stayed up until about midnight the previous night working on my paper, and I put it through Grammarly to make sure that it was more polished and put together. Uh, The next morning, I got up around 6.30, 6.45, and after I got my son ready for school, his breakfast ready, backpack all together, and if there's any parents listening to this episode, then you know all about that. 
But anyway, once I got him all sent off to school, I sat at the table and I continued working on my paper until I was finally satisfied that I met all the requirements that my professor was looking for. Um, at least I hope that's what she was looking for in the paper, but um, I'm super thankful that my husband was home that day to take care of my son also, and also taking him to school, just so I could finish up my paper in silence. After I submitted my paper, I began to put all the books uh, that I had rented from this website called chegg.com. And this is a college textbook rental website. And I got those dropped off at UPS. And then after that, I went to the college campus to return my parking pass to get a refund. And once I had gotten that all taken care of, I went to a Hobby Lobby to pick up the materials that I needed to decorate my college graduation cap. Uh, the message that I wanted to be displayed on my graduation cap was to have a tie-in with my family, as well as my husband and my son. So I ended up putting something on it that went like this. Nevertheless, we persisted. And the reason why I say that, because I feel like in a way we're kind of graduating together. And I also put my son's name on there as well as my husband's name, my mom, my dad, sisters, and I put on their class of 2019 on my graduation cap. Uh, how I was able to get all that to fit on there, I don't even know. <laughs> But a simple yet powerful message as I was not only graduating on that day for December 14th, but my son and my husband were graduating with me, like I had just mentioned. I know that this journey has been tough on all of us, both emotionally and financially, but after I crossed the graduation stage, it was all worth it to get to that very point. Please don't get me wrong as I feel that this college experience was great, but I know that it's a very big financial commitment. There were times that I had to pay for things out of my own pocket, such as my textbooks, notebooks, and other materials. There's also a very strong possibility that I might have to pay for my own internship out of pocket as financial aid doesn't cover four credits or less for school. I know not everyone will agree with me having to pay for this out of pocket, but it's something that I will have to talk about with my husband just a little bit more. I know that we are making our finances work to the best of our abilities. It doesn't help with the fact that we have to make our budget stretch even more for the holidays and as we had to make it work for the holidays, as we all know how expensive Christmas can be. Thankfully, we were able to get all of our Christmas shopping done. Although we are probably going to end up buying another gift for my mother-in-law, which is my husband's mother. Um, I think that if I remember right, she was looking at a book that was a Stephen King novel. It's called The Institute, which uh, <laughs> if we're going to be honest here, we all know Stephen King as a very interesting writer, to say the least. Uh, but yes, that's what she is really into. She likes Stephen King novels and, and the like, but... Anyway, um, as we all know, Christmas shopping and just Christmas and celebrating the holidays in general is very stressful. And if you've ever been to the point where we have to stretch the finances to make things work, then I think you get where I'm coming from. Anyway, let's stop talking about this depressing topic. On the day of graduation, I got up around 6 a.m. and my husband and I got ready for the day. I wore a black dress, black high-heeled pumps, and I had my hair curled. I had my graduation cap and gown and the cum laude medal packed and ready to go. If anyone knows me, I hate getting up early in the morning, especially at times like that. And thank God for coffee. That's all I'm going to say. But my husband and I pulled up to the college campus on December 14th, and he dropped me off at the door so I could go inside and get checked in for the graduation commencement. And lo and behold, I have everything else ready to go, except I forgot where I was supposed to get checked in at. But thankfully, someone told me where to go. 
I was already a stress-induced ball of nerves that day, as this was my first time participating in a graduation commencement, not counting high school, obviously. But I did a once-over to make sure that my gown looked smoothed out, and I made sure that my graduation cap was on nicely. I just had to wait with the rest of my group to get the okay to start proceeding to the graduation ceremony. Once we got the okay, the group that I was with proceeded to follow the rest of the graduates to the arena, and we were led to our seats by student marshals. This day still feels like a dream, but it all came back to reality when we sat down and the graduation ceremony began. It was the best feeling in the world to be told by one of the big chiefs of the university that we had fulfilled the requirements of our respective degrees and that we are now graduates. The president eventually told us to flip our tassels to the left, as this would signify that we are now college graduates. Ah, best feeling ever. My parents were super proud of me, and from the stands, I could see my husband had a smile on his face, even though, you know, he's a Marine, he won't admit it. But my sister admitted that she was a little teary-eyed, but they were happy tears, which I'm glad that they were just happy tears, because... I mean, that's kind of a weird way to have sad tears at a graduation, unless you're just sad that you'll miss the friends that you had made along the way, which I totally get that, but it's meant to be a happy occasion. And she knows that this was such a huge goal that I've worked so hard to achieve. After the ceremony had concluded, my family and I took pictures, and my sister wanted to take some pictures together as we got to put pictures up for the gram. Anybody who knows, that's Instagram, just in case you were wondering. Afterwards, we went out for a celebratory lunch at the Olive Garden because I am super simplistic like that, and I got a glass of Moscato. It was a well-deserved glass of wine, and seeing that I don't drink very often, I felt that it was appropriate. I'm such a simplistic gal when it comes to ordering food, so I went with the create-your-own-pastable, and of course it's delicious as always. I mean, it's the Olive Garden. I mean, who doesn't like the Olive Garden unless you just hate spaghetti, but I got the whole grain linguine with a five-cheese sauce and Italian sausage. Like I said, Pretty simplistic. After all the celebrations were in order, we went home and my husband and I kind of hung out for a little while before he headed to the gym because, you know, gotta get that mid-afternoon pump going, right? I stayed at home for a while and then I took Hickory, which is our dog, to the dog park to go play for a little bit. He enjoyed the time as he always does, but there were no other dogs there as this was a pretty chilly day. Afterwards, we went to Caribou Coffee to get a cup of coffee and I talked to my dad for a little bit on the phone. It bums me out that my dad wasn't able to be there, but I understand that he's not always able to get away since he has the farm to take care of. Um, he also started a new job recently, but I'm not sure if salesmen only work a Monday through Friday work week or not. But the days leading up to the graduation day were also a stressful to a point as it was met with uncertainty. I wasn't sure how this whole thing was going to pan out, but it seems like it all worked out as it should. The only thing that's being met with uncertainty now is how I will pay for my internship. It makes me nervous as I'm not sure what will happen. This is where I feel a little bit anxious, but I have to keep the faith that it will all work out the way it should. In the meantime, I'm applying for jobs and I'm also continuing to work at the library where I've been working part-time since 2018. That's the plan for now anyway, and if I stay until May of 2020, then it will mark two years that I've worked at the library. I already applied for one job at a radio station in a project manager position in Wisconsin. I was invited to apply for the job, and so I decided to go for it. After all, what's the worst they can tell me? Thank you, but no thank you. And which they did tell me, no thank you. So that was a little bombing, but whatever, <laughs> I guess. 
I'm not going to get every job out there in the world. And if I could get every job out there that I apply for, then I think that's pretty lame also, because then it means that, okay, something's not right here. It wouldn't make me appreciative of if I was able to get every single job that I ever applied to. Anyway, I know that it's not always the best approach to look at this when it comes to looking for jobs. Like the whole idea of what's the worst that a place can tell you is thank you, but no thank you. But after being in the real world for a while, you learn to kind of keep this kind of attitude, what they call a pessimistic attitude. And I'm putting air quotations around that. In many circumstances, I think this is a safety measure as this can help you realize that a job just wasn't meant to be, but it can help open the doors to many other possibilities. I'm keeping an open mind when it comes to jobs, but I will have no issues turning jobs down if it's not something that I can see myself doing for extended periods of time. I know that I can't afford to be picky, but I am not going to settle for anything less than I deserve. I would like to think that most people understand where I'm coming from, but then again, I've learned to never assume things either. In the meantime, I will continue to search for jobs and I will start my internship at the radio station in January. I know that this is an uncertain period at this time in my life, but it's best to work hard and to persevere. I can only hope that my ideal dream job will just fall into my lap, but I know that if I want something badly enough, I will go out and get it myself. The biggest takeaways that I hope that you will get out of this episode is that while a season of your life will be uncertain at times, never let things get you down. If you want something badly enough, then follow your gut instinct and pursue it. We were given this life of ours for a reason, and it was meant to be doing something that we're all passionate about. Anyway, that is all that I have time for today. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode contains music that comes from Incompetech. So if you're looking for music for your next project, go check out their website. If you use their music, be sure to credit them. I'll be back very soon with a brand new episode. Until next time, keep living your best life. Peace.